Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and this is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. Yes. And there's a movie now called Monsters and Men. Of course, before that, there was a movie called Black Klansman. And if you're a Ballers fan like I am, there's also Ballers. And they all star my guest today, John David Washington. How you doing? How you doing? So welcome. Thank welcome. you. How do you do this? How are you fitting all this in? Uh, I mean, listen, I got these opportunities, wonderful opportunities to express myself through this craft, through different characters. Why wouldn't I do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and they is, pay for it. They, well, some <laughs> well, of them do. <laughs> no, no, it's well, great. Yeah, it's indie great. movies, yeah. especially Monsters and Men, yeah. Probably. Definitely doing it for the love, doing it for the craft. Doing it for the love is, <laughs> is really important. Speaking of love, you are now the poster boy for Mothers Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what show you said this on. Oh, yeah. When, they, of course, they ask you about your dad, yes, you know, yes. Denzel, what did he do? And you gave this impassioned tribute to your mom and for what she did. I think you're going to be on Mother's Day cards all <laughs> next season. Mother's These Day women cards. love you anyway, but now they're going to super love that's, you. That's a lot of pressure. All right. I don't know if I need to be on the cards, but uh, no. Well, I, what I, 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 it, was, it was just an opportunity I wanted to take to make sure it was to bring up the awareness uh, of my mother and, and her sacrifices and what she did for the family, for me. And, uh, you know, it's a strong union, my mother and my father, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it was, I was, I get the questions all the time about my father, so I just <laughs> wanted to make sure I got that out. Did she call you and say, John David, you're my favorite son? <laughs> no, no, she did not. She, she did not did call not. me and tell me that. No, <laughs> no. But I know. In, my, I know. <laughs> in your heart. In my heart. You know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Olivia, Malcolm, Katya, I'm kidding. Oh, there'd be so <laughs> much. I'm kidding. There would be so much. I used to get the most whoopings, actually. So I, I don't know if that. I well, because you're first. Is that what is the experiment child, right? It they're is. just like, yeah. Then if they, you're the first kid. Right. They all say, should we be strict? I think that's what we... And they by the that. second or third, you basically give up. Yeah, they're just throwing no-look passes. The baby held another one here. We're just... Yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I just... I got in trouble for things I didn't even do. I got in trouble for things that were happening. I wasn't even living in the house at the time. I come back from college and like, well, I thought I told... I wasn't even here. I was in Atlanta. Like, who are you talking about? I didn't do that. So, you know, things had changed. When I got back from college, things had changed. The rules and regulations of housing and... All of that changed, so um, I'm not going to give out any names of my siblings, Katya, and and and, and it just started a whole new way of living. So I thought that I found that very interesting. I'm not giving out any names. So was she the favorite in this uh, family? Who, Katya Elizabeth Katya. Washington? Yes. Um, no, of course not. not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, there are no favorites. There are no favorites. No, and it's all love, all across the board. Absolutely. Doing this. And, and that love has different languages. Well, since your mom, Pauletta, has never been on this show, but your dad has been for the last yeah. decade, yeah, yeah. you know, he always spoke about you. Oh, oh. He would say, first of all, he's playing football. Yes, yes, you know? yeah. And yep. then it would be, he's going to be in, uh, he's going to act. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. in this. Yeah. Now he is acting yeah, yeah, and doing yeah. this. No, I, I've never been happier, to be honest. I played football many moons ago, um, and I needed it. I wanted to be there. Uh, listen, I endured a lot of injuries. It was a very painful experience, physically taxing on the body. But uh, in all those life lessons and everything I, uh, I learned about myself, it's something about when you're in pain, an excruciating amount of pain, and you still got to continue the next play and your teammates are depending on you for that play. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what you find out about yourself in those times of uh, trial and tribulation. Because so, it's physical and mental, isn't all it? All of that. Yeah, it really becomes more mental than it is physical. I mean, I've taken... You know, a lot of hits over the years, but I was doing it in the name of, for my source of independence and, then, and for the team, for the good 
of the team and trying to win the game. So all those life lessons, all that stuff I learned, I apply it to now in, uh, in acting. I think it's a good <laughs> it's a similarity in terms of it. Well, well, I like yeah. There's there's a certain routine, certain the same socks or the you know I got this this my my uncle's car wash North Carolina bracelet. There's certain routines <laughs> and that that, yeah, that's what this yes, is car yes. wash. So if you guys ever are in New North Carolina, Carolina. car their shining star car wash. Uh, you <laughs> go got yeah, that come get a go to wax on but you gotta do it yourself because it's like a driving. But anyway, dot com uh, yeah dot, yeah, dot org dot org dot org yes okay, yes yeah. a very sophisticated car wash. But no, it, you know I just but all those all those life lessons I I, I applied to now and routine and somewhat superstitious type of, you know, just uh, rituals and stuff like that, you know. So it's, 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 it was a great experience. What is your ritual? Well, what for acting? But, well, I guess if it was football, it was also for acting. Well, it was, yeah, it, it uh, you know, I start my, start my day with prayer, you mm-hmm. know, prayer, meditation. Um, I'm the guy now that stretches before takes. I used to clown guys in the, in the, uh, in the, in the gym or whatever when I was younger. Like, why is he stretching, man? This old man. Now I'm the old man stretching. So, so I stretch before takes and uh, a lot of weird stuff, weird noises and barking, barking and stuff just to get the adrenaline going. Then I calm it back down. But all of that just there's nothing me like up. a good bark. Nothing like a, I'm telling there's you, really there's nothing, nothing like know, a good, I'm telling you, should, do you do it before I, the take? I do something that's like a bark. <laughs> You gotta go yeah, deep. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think I'm capable of that. You know, you but gotta go. You've deep. done it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see, there or you can go high. <laughs> Sounds like my dog. Right? Well, that's right. the point. Like a bark. You, you know? always say, "Shut that dog up." You know yeah. that. So, me bark and you bark, and it'll be okay. Yes. You know, to do all. All in the name of the art, right? All in the all name in of the, the name of the art. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. That I mean, because it's very interesting to me that you have monsters and men now, where you're a policeman. Mm. You just had black Klansmen, you're a policeman. You're in um, the Robert Redford movie, The Old Men in the Gun, for about 10 and a half seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. You, but you, you blink. You're a policeman. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on with that? Uh, you know, these opportunities I couldn't pass up, you know what I mean? And, you know, I thought it was interesting to get the perspective of an African-American police officer, mm-hmm. detective, you know. Um, I, I don't know if those in cinema, those characters, those figures are represented to, to great detail the way these are in this film in these films it's particularly monsters and men and black Klansmen. so um you know it, it was it was a great opportunity to explore and learn i was ignorant to a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of information i didn't i i didn't know you know what it was like until i got to go on those ride-alongs until i got to spend a lot of time quality time with ron starworth so it gave me a whole new perspective on how they do their job and their approach to it and you know the communication the communication that needs to be had i think between you know, the civilians and, and, and law enforcement. Well, Ron Stallworth and Black Klansman, this is a true story. This yes. is 1978. This is this guy did this, yes. you know, becomes yeah. a member of the KKK. Right, you know, right, with the right, help yeah. of. Had his membership card. Right. card had everything ready to yeah. go there. And yet, even he experienced racism yeah. with the, his fellow cops. Within the department. In Monsters and Men, I just look, the opening of right. that movie is yeah. tremendous, where you're an undercover cop. So, and you got a gun, we don't know when we're watching it, you know, who you are. Right. Well, he, he was, in, in Monsters and Men, he was off duty. He's actually. off duty, He's yeah. off duty, but, you know, you always, you always keep, you know, you're on the job, they say, I'm on the job. No. Mm-hmm. But he was off duty at the time. And it was, it was, an, it was alarming. The, you know, when I got on these ride-alongs, I got to meet some guys, Chief Madry and, and Kaz and a lot mm-hmm. of guys. And they would say, like, how many times they've been pulled over, you know, like, within the year. You know, it happens more often than you think when they're off duty. And I found that alarming. I couldn't believe that. You know what I mean? Even with the badge, you know, they still get pulled over. So 
I, I thought, again, that scene was important for me, too. That just that character was important for me because of the information that we're being able to display cinematically, you know, of the the plight, the the experiences of an African-American police detective. And he's he's holding it in. That's the the impact of this movie is do I go and rat out somebody that I work with, you know, a yeah. fellow cop to do this? And it's what's going on in the conscience of that character. Well, what I love about Monsters is, man, is it kind of questions the question, what is the right thing? Mm -hmm. Doing the right thing. Does that mean keeping your family safe? Mm -hmm. Is that keeping the streets safe? You know what I mean? Like, there's certain decisions that all three characters, you know, it's a triptych film, three different Mm -hmm. perspectives, that they have to face on this decision will impact my family, this decision will impact society, you know, or at least my immediate community, which one do I choose? Is one worse than the other? Is one more righteous than the other? I think uh, that's what I loved about the script and, and the film as it, as it came together. Have you, I mean, you grow up and I don't, were you in the Los Angeles area growing up? In the valley. In the valley. Yes, in yes, the valley yes, to yes. do that. Have you experienced any of that kind of racist behavior yourself? I, I, I've been called the N-word um, when I was 10 years old um, in North Carolina. There was a, uh, like this fair... Um, that happened to my, uh, again where the car wash is. Um, the car wash. Yeah, yeah. My, I got back my, to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, <laughs> I got some deep roots over there in North Carolina, Newton, North Carolina. And I was, that was the first time I was called the N word. What was crazy though to me was how casual the man said it. It wasn't, it didn't even come out of this spite or anger. It was just normal, the normalcy of like, it was like a throwaway. Like this is in the, de- like you can look this up in the dictionary and this is what you'll find when you see a, a person of my description. And that's what's scary about it. Like, like as I've gotten older and realized what happened and it didn't occur to me at, at, like then, but like now I'm like, that's, that's even scarier. And mm-hmm. that's what like a David Duke and Black Klansman was trying to do, normalize, make this sort of vernacular regular, you know what I mean, to, to the society. And I think that's even more dangerous. When you look at Black Klansman and you see David Duke, it's so obvious and he's such a pig he's just and you go (laughs) but it's the casual one when it's the person next to you that suddenly comes out with that yeah yeah it's the guy that you might even go to work with or or go to your local grocery store not even know and you know and when and thanksgiving get-togethers they're throwing the n-word around like it's like it's a piece of cheesecake or something like Mm -hmm. it's popcorn you know what i mean that's scarier because again they're integrating it into the way of life this is normal ways of behavior i mean people don't come out of the womb hating you know this is learned behavior so when you're just making it normal the way we're talking now that's where the danger comes in because that gives it longevity and it makes it generational despite the fact by Klansman is 1978 uh, uh, things haven't changed but Spike Lee did a brilliant job of yeah it's a period piece but has this contemporary <clears throat> rhythm to it mm-hmm. and then obviously you see at the end how he connects it all you know and again the 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 it's it, it's 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 an opportunity for us right now in this country to to really find ourselves trying to come together mm-hmm. you know and finding those words i think it's a great opportunity for artists you know for journalists to, to find the language, to crack the code, and, and, and inspire these people, to, uh, us, you know, mm-hmm. our, our community, our society, to find the way to, for, of inclusion. You know, I mean, unfortunately, like, the times are what they are, but we can find some great work, great, great, you know, artistry and writing right now as well. Well, yeah, it reaches people. But it's, I, it's funny to me that I realized that Spike Lee was your first director, wasn't yes, he? Yes, What were you, yes. nine or ten years I, old no, when I you was, did Malcolm X? I was... Six. I was six. six years old. And my grandmother's in it, too. My dad's mom. 
So uh, she 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 was in Malcolm X too. So it was it was the three of us. We had well, you come in. I'm Malcolm. I'm Malcolm X. That's yeah, right. yeah, that was it. my first line. Was that when the the bug bit? No, the bug bit me uh, when I saw him do Richard the Third. My father did Richard the Third Shakespeare in the Park when I was four or something like that. I got to get that age right. I can't remember. Well, what that would age, be? But, but what? What would a three-year-old react to Shakespeare? How would you? I mean that language. I mean it was like. Again, my my father would take me around like New York streets, and he would recite his lines. Now it's the winter of our discontent. I used to know some of the lines when I was a kid, and I know how my dad talked at home and how we talk regularly. Then when I see him rehearse or on that stage, he would talk so different. And I thought it was like it was like a magic trick, like voila, you know what I mean? Like, and I was just so intrigued by that. And um, yeah, I, 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 I want to do that. I want to do that. That and then yeah, I want to do that magic trick and then glory as well. I knew every line of every character in Gloria. For Christmas, all I wanted was the blue suit, and I watched the tape so much. I remember back in the day when it was VHS tapes. I broke in the tape because I watched it so much, and I wanted a blue suit. So that next Christmas, I got both, and I was the happiest kid on planet Earth. So you, you have all this happening, and yet you decide when you're high school, college age that you're going to be playing football. I, I, not, de- I decided the way you talked about <laughs> being four years old yeah. and seeing your dad on stage. It sounds like you always wanted to do that. Always, always. But, you know, my, my dad got famous. You know, he started people started knowing him and, and my life started to change. We we moved from the valley. We went from Sizzlers to the Palm. You know, we, <laughs> we started getting treated different. People started smiling at me more. You know what I mean? And I, I, I started questioning why. Like, why is this, you know, this sort of preferential treatment was happening all of a sudden. Then this other idea of I get everything handed to me. So I, I started becoming a bit angry and resentful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, no, I'm my own person. And I found this sort of well of opportunity through football to to express my voice. So I was in deep character. <laughs> this football deep player. Doing that. Like literally, I, I was like, "This am. is who I am. Yeah. You can't take this away from. Me. I got a helmet on, so you don't know who I am. Yeah. You know, it's just it's some Washington kid, but Washington could be any kid. Yeah. You don't know. But what was happening and my success in the, on the field, the papers or the, the the stats will always be Denzel Washington's son runs for all this yards and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington's son makes the All Star team. Denzel Washington's son makes the NFL. So it was inescapable. So I might as well get back into it. But I was so stubborn at that point because I I had really got deep in the character. And I was, I was in the NFL. I was doing all right. Um, it took a major injury to, to, to kind of force me. So that's what ended it, it because yeah. you played in college, right? In Morehouse. Yeah, Morehouse College. And yeah. then basically you were uh, a free agent. Yeah. yeah. You I, never really got to play. I really got to play. I got to, so the UFL was a supplemental league. Uh, my first start, I got, I, I, I did rush for 120 yards and a touchdown, player of the week that year. So I, I was capable. I was able to do it with the right opportunity, but uh, I don't think God wanted it for me, you know. And so, you know, once I got that really— What did you do to yourself? What did you— I, uh, I, So I tore my right Achilles. I, I was doing a, a, an explosion drill, and I landed, I heard this, and, uh, and I saw this worm in my calf, and it was, that was it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible. And, uh, but that got me— into acting after that because I knew football was over a, a, a friend of mine who was my agent you know Andrew Finkelstein he told me to audition for this football player and uh, I told and him ballers, ballers. Yeah. I told him no I, I want to go study first and he was like no you're not going to get it you're gonna, you, then you're not going to get it but you need to learn how to audition you need to learn what failure feels like in this business because you're going to get told no a lot I was like I was getting told no a lot anyway in football so <laughs> no sweat <laughs> Got it. I can do no. no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you don't want me. Okay, cool. But no, I, 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 so I was good. Well, were your parents 
worried when you were playing football because All of the, the possibility of injury? All the time. My dad said, he was like, I'm actually glad that, uh, I'm glad that you, you've moved on. Yeah. I'm glad that you moved on. Well, what's the, what do they call the NFL? Not for long? Not for because long. Because you just. But not just the physical reasons, too. I mean, the, the financials, you know, like a lot of people don't realize that the money can go so quick if you're not smart with it. You know, I was kind of conservative with my money. The first check I got, I bought a flat screen TV, but that was it. I, I stayed in an extended stay hotel. I was very, I was saving it. You know, I had the, I had the, I had the, the least expensive car on the lot of the, all the players. You know, I had a Malibu Grand Prix. So I was trying to hold it because I didn't know. I thought I was going to get cut. I didn't ever know when I was going to get cut. You know, it's a so. good attitude to go through life with. Well, I keep you it. never like, quite know. I keep it now. Like they, they say, look, you're on the call sheet. You're like two or one or five on a call sheet. I'm like, I don't care. They might cut me tomorrow. They might, they might replace me. Who knows? So every day is a gift. Well, every tell, day on sets I tell you, John, well, I want to say that John David is your first name. That isn't yes. the middle name. No, John David is one name. I have no middle name. Only one in the family without How'd one. How'd that come from? Where did the... I- two different stories, actually. My mom named me after my uncle, David, and my grandfather, John. My father named me after John David Crow, a football player. Football. Heisman Trophy me one. Yes, yeah. yes. And he didn't tell us that, us being me and my mom, until, <laughs> until my senior year of high, high school. school. Like, my mom was like, because we were all excited. We won this, play, this playoff game. Uh, we beat our rivals. And uh, my mom's like, and that's why I named you John David, because you is strong. Your granddaddy and your uncle like, well, I named you because John David Crow. That's the real reason, football player. <laughs> Dead silence. Dead I was silence. Like, I was like, <laughs> Wait, what? (laughs) So we learned a lot that day. But this whole business that happens to people, because you're not the only person who has risen up as an actor who has a parent that's famous. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. But I think this whole notion of it's Denzel's son doing it Mm -hmm. comes naturally in the beginning. But you've proven yourself, man. You've done it. Thank you. Now, you've never, John David, never been on the show. So you don't know it ends in song. Oh, boy. Oh, here we oh, go. Boy. Look at that. You sing in Monsters and Men right at the start. You did that Al Green. Yeah, that, that was, that's called good acting right there. It was good acting. Because <laughs> I don't sing. See, but I it wasn't dubbed in, was it? No, that was all me. That was all me. I was just, I was in well, the zone that we day. We don't need a whole song. But you don't know the backstory. See, it took a lot. That was a tough day for Ray. It took all day for that to come <laughs> So we ain't got all day, all day to, to get that to get that, that one little one little yeah, moment like all day. Yeah, he was very frustrated. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I was able to go. I was ready to go. Can't you give us a phrase, some little any song that's in your head? All right, let's see what I can do. <laughs> I know something can happen. Thousand kisses from you is never too much. I just, that's all I got. Never too much. Never too much. <laughs> oh, that's you all. wanted more. Look, <laughs> that's what's all I got. going on never here too to much, do that. Never too much. That's all I got. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That was great.